Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, a D&D actual play 5e adventure of the campaign, The Tyranny of Dragons. My name is Thomas, and I'm your DM for this adventure. For our characters, we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Right. Now that we're all back, let's find out what happened to us last time, shall we? We left our adventurers in Greenest, a small quaint stopover town being a popular destination for merchants to stop for the night. After an attack was initiated by cultists of the dragon, the adventurers were swept up in defending the city by saving a family, fending off a blue dragon, and clearing out the local mill. After some tense interrogation and Mal promising money to one of the mercenaries, they discovered the direction of the cultists' camp, as well as the leader named Frulon Mondath. Back at the keep, both Fleeple and Mal gave this information to the mayor, while Lance had a sincere heart-to-heart with one of the children whose parents disappeared. After a successful night's rest, the mayor alerted the adventurers of an attack on Bahamut's temple, just east of the keep. With the temple being full of innocent villagers, the group decided to help those that were trapped inside. So, if I recall, all of you had moved through the underground passage, used the key to open it back up again, and you were exiting into the river itself. We hadn't opened the gate yet. Who would like to attempt to open? I will certainly try to. Great. Go ahead and roll me a dexterity check then, Mal. And again, that's strictly because this gate is so rusted, so bad that it could fail at any time, so to speak. So go ahead and roll a dexterity check. Uh, Mal reaches into her pocket and finds it empty. And she searches around inside of her cloak and her belt pouch around her neck, looks on the ground, and I, I, I don't have the key. What, what do you mean you don't have the key? I, I, don't, I don't have the key. I had it when we got back. I, I don't have the key. Hmm. This is troubling, but, but Lance, you're one of those sneaky types. Don't you have some thieves tools, perchance? That's very judgmental of you, Fleeple. Thank you. But it is a correct judgment. Uh, I will see if I can remedy this quandary we're in as I stare at at Mal. (laughs) Just in a very judgmental look, like, how how could you lose that? I will go. I will use Thieves' Duels to unlock the gate. All right. Go and roll me a dexterity check with your proficiency bonus added to it because you're proficient with thieves' tools. Yes. Well, yeah. And I decided to become an expert in that as well. Oh, expert. Yes. So. So that is, oh, no. (laughs) That is going to be a nine. Nine. So as you walk up to this gate you grab out your thieves tools and you're working in it and like for a minute two minutes and chink and you pull it out and one of your thieves tools has broken off inside the lock what you did that to me for a nine (laughs) it's a high dc well yeah but usually you don't break something so are my thieves tools broken just one of them, not your whole kit. Oh. Like but the way I imagine thieves' tools is, you've got multiple sets, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't. It's not just a. This is it. This is all I've got. You've got multiple sets, multiple uh, sizes, depending on the lock as well. So just this partic- one in particular, but the piece is stuck inside the lock. Damn it. Well, um, it seems that this lock is tougher than I anticipated. Thomas, is there like a way for me to pull it out or is it just like jammed in there? Um, I will allow you a investigation check to see if you can find out how embedded it is in there. That's a critical fail. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I've been rolling well this whole time. And you know what? Because I stole that key, fate's coming back at me. <laughs> well, I was going to say the DC is going to be really high. Yeah. Well, one doesn't break it. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. It could be the lack of light, it could be your embarrassment, but you know the piece has to be in there, and you can't seem to find it. It probably fell inside the tumblers. It seems that this lock is very tough. Thomas, could I attempt it again? It's just going to be a higher DC to try and lock it, or would a key work, do I know? Or I guess I investigated it, I don't know. Yeah, so it's just unknown to you with that investigation check. It's unknown, like, 
if you can attempt it with thieves tools, if the key would make any difference. So you're just really unsure. Where, where was the last place you had it? Uh, I like here when we got back, I guess, because we had to lock it when we came back in. So okay, everybody, look on the ground. Look on the ground. Everyone, look on the ground. Well, there's no point in looking on the ground anymore. So we might as well. I'm go back doing up to the it. Keep. I'm Why? looking on the ground because I don't want to walk ten more minutes. Go up to the keep and have to run through an army. Look on the ground, everybody. I'm chewing on a rat. <laughs> I am. I am <laughs> sifting through the mud on the ground. Okay. Uh, whoever would like to roll investigation checks. I will give Lance guidance for his investigation. Well, check. hold on. There's no point because the key's not going to be there. We all know where it is. <laughs> well, if he's giving me guidance, I will use that guidance for my sleight of hand to find the key <laughs> in my pocket and place it on the ground to pick it up. I will say if you want to feign looking on the ground. I will feign. Go and roll on a, de- a deception check. Oh. Gotta admit my mistakes sometimes. Oh, yay! 17. 17. Flaple and Mal, it seems that he's very earnest to try and find this key and look around, so. I rolled a 22 for insight, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Are you actively looking for me being deceiving? <laughs> so, we'll say that he seems fishy. He doesn't seem necessarily... I mean, he didn't flat out lie that he didn't have the key. So, something seems off, Flaple, but... Is it nerves? Something's weird. Mm -hmm. If you would like to give him guidance as a result of that, it's up to you. Yeah, why not? Okay, so Lance, go and roll a sleight of hand with guidance as you attempt to throw the key onto the ground. Come on! Come on! (laughs) With guidance. With guidance. That's a that's a d4 which gives me that and it's sleight of hand. That's not good. (laughs) That's nine. Even our passive perceptions can see that. Yep. Yeah, so with everybody's passive perceptions, Lance, yours included, you know you just done messed up with this sleight of hand. You know that as you throw it on the ground and it clinks, both Fleeple and Mal just look at you as you're doing it. And it's like that awkward situation like in a sitcom where somebody's halfway through an action, but Lance, you just finish putting it on the ground and then you pick it back up again. I found it. Where, pray tell, did you find it before you found it? Shall I do air quotes? In my pocket. And before that, your pocket. I see. I just, I didn't know if you were going to give the key back. And I thought if we ever needed to get a quick escape or a quick in, I would take it and... Yeah, because I'm the distrustful one. Sure. Fleeple, you about finished the rat right now. I just slurp up the tail like a piece of spaghetti and I hold my tongue. Mom spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Well, since we messed up going through this door, I guess we gotta go around top. Thank you very much. Let's Lance. check to see if the key works still. It's a little tool. It might not have possibly affected it that much. I will try and unlock it with the key. Okay. As you attempt to unlock it with the key, you put it in there and it only goes halfway in. So like half the key is sticking out and you push it, look back at your friends, push it again, rattle it slightly, try and like jiggle it in like for 30 seconds and it's not going in. Any other brilliant plans, Lance? Uh, what is the material of the tunnel that we're going through? So it's just dirt. I start digging. (laughs) (laughs) So it's obviously had to have some sort of stone structure to hold it after all this time, but there is especially around this gate itself, there is some dirt. It's not a lot, but it's definitely something you can fit through, Fleeple. So you start digging? Yeah. Okay. Do you have a dig speed or? Uh, I do not, but there's a chance that I might have a dig speed if I can find a good animal for it. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. I turn into a giant badger. Oh, wow. How big is a giant badger? Uh, it is a medium beast. Can you really do that at level two? Gosh dang. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Both of you will have your subspecialties one day. <laughs> yeah, you punk. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Mal and Lance, as you are staring at each other with a wide range of emotions in the air and the tension very thick, Fleeple shirks into his fleece. And as he shirks into it, his form just grows to the size of both of you. You look over and he still has a little bit of that fleece as part of his head, but he looks up and there's this giant badger mole in front of you. And I start digging. Okay. Now, do you have a dig speed as a badger mole? I have a 10-foot burrowing speed. Okay, sounds good. Because it's not total dirt, I will ask for a strength or if it has like an athletics skill to help remove some of the stone near this entrance, but it, the DC will not be that high. Okay, no proficiencies in skills, so just a flat strength check, I guess. Yes. Uh, that's going to be an eight. Eight. So as you are making your way through the ground and removing some of the stone, you part it this way, and Mal and Lance, you have to take a step back. You go back further into the tunnel, allowing Fleeple the time to just start digging his way through. You move a stone here. You move a stone to the left. And there's this particularly heavy one that you just dig underneath with your burrowing speed and your claws and just... And finally, there's a little patch right in front of the gate big enough for you to burrow in. You just got that with an eight. So nice. <laughs> Pretty lucky. Go to only a stealth check, Fleeple. All right. That is going to be a 15. Okay. Sounds good. So where exactly are you burrowing to? So I am burrowing not super close to the gate. Ideally, I'd like to find a place where we can still kind of conceal it after we've made our egress. So I'm going to say maybe about 10, 15 feet off of the main entrance to the grate. And as I get to the end, I want to make sure that I preserve like a nice piece of sod that we can put back over the top of it. Gotcha. So as you finish your rounds, almost the great escape style, making sure that you scoop the dirt completely out of the hole for your friends to be able to crawl through as well. You know you can smell, you can sense that you're near the end. You poke your fingers out of the top of the hole and with your claws, cut this little patch of grass and pop it out, put it off to the side and you pop out and look around. Mal and Lance, this does take a while. It takes maybe 10, 15 minutes at least for this to finish up, but there's a lot of dirt in this tunnel now to the point where you've had to push yourselves against the wall and when Fleeple comes back with a bunch of dirt, he just pushes it past you down the hallway and then he goes back in and then he comes back and pushes it past you down the hallway and there's just dirt on your face, on your armor, on your clothes. But, Fleeple, this tunnel seems to be completed, and it's big enough for you, so it should be big enough for Mal and for Lance as well. All right. I go to give them a thumbs up and realize I don't have any thumbs, so I just kind of wag my paw in indication that they should follow me. So both of you see this gigantic paw just beckoning <laughs> forward. <laughs> Before we leave the cavern, after Fleeple heads back up, I want to stop Lance with a hand on his shoulder. And just turn him to face me. Lance, I understand that you must have had a hard background or somebody hurt you or you're twisted in some way to think that it's okay to steal. And I want you to understand it's not okay to steal from me. I want to grab his hand quickly and pull it up into his face in my fist and just squeeze it super tightly and say, but if you steal from me again, I'll break your hand. Okay, buddy? A massive clot of dirt just impacts both of you in the face as Fleeple is down in the tunnel, making it a little bit wider for both of you. <coughs> we need to go. I'll release his hand and follow Fleeple up. Great. So marching order is Fleeple, Mal, then Lance. Great. I'm the tail tucked in shame in the back. <laughs> oh. I'm the tail of the party tucked in shame. Don't worry. <laughs> Redemption may be in the future. So, Fleeple, how far exactly or where exactly or were you popping up? So, popping up just beyond the river bend uh, on the bank there so that we don't have any unfortunate cultists just stepping on there and falling through all Benny Hill style. <laughs> like a tiger trap. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so, coming out just on the river bank, but still where there's enough grass to cover it back up when we exit. Got it. 
So, Fleeple as a giant badger, Mal, and Lance. Both of you are crawling through this, and you're just filthy. There's there's no way around it. There is, thankfully, enough space, and it's not collapsing under the weight of the hill. At least for now. We'll see what happens when you come back, if it still maintains that. But you are able to make your way through this tunnel to the riverbank here. Really close to the actual outside of it as well. But I need both of you, uh, actually all three of you, to roll me another stealth check, please. Okay, so Fleeple. 16. Lance. 24. And Mal. 7. Ooh, okay. We all pissed about being dirty. <laughs> Lance stole from me. So remember how this just wasn't your night, Mal? <laughs> <laughs> you got stolen from now. <laughs> it's kind of the worst. Don't worry, it's only, it's only been a few hours. Yeah. Okay. So, Fleeple, as a giant badger, you are surprisingly maneuverable. You are able to be very stealthy. Who would have thought? Surprise. And you beckon with your weird claw hand, Mal, to come up. And Mal, as you get there to the edge, you crawl out and the the dirt is just everywhere and real frustrated. And just as you go to stand up, you actually trip and fall onto the ground. And Fleeple catches you a little bit, but there is still an impact of onto the bank here. You just freeze and Lance, as a result of that, you quietly sneak out and just crouch next to everybody. Thomas, I'd also like to say, I didn't say it last time, since our rest, I have equipped the ceremonial dagger we picked up just in case I want to see if it can do anything else in the next battle. Great. As a result of that, um, spending an hour with it would have brought anything to your attention and you did spend at least an hour with it and there didn't seem to be any magical properties to it that you were able to find. I'll still have it equipped. Great. So you're all on the bank. And you see those fires on the east coming from the Temple of Bahamut that you saw the cultists have as they were going towards the temple. The fire that seems to be coming from the Temple of Bahamut is seeming from the torchlight. Uh, How would you like to proceed? I would think we just do kind of what we did last time. Instead of floating down the river, though, just sticking to the trees and the the bank of the river. Mm -hmm. Sounds good to me. Great. So going slowly and stealthily then? That is a good idea. So I'll keep your stealth rolls from last time. As you popped out of the hole, I won't make you re-roll again. And you're able to hug the river going eastward, which as it goes eastwards, you can then break off and head a little bit north to the Temple of Bahamut. As you are moving eastward, one more time, what's everybody's passive perception? Mal is 12. Mm-hmm. Lance. 13. Fleeple. 15. Great. As you are hugging the riverbank going east with the intention to head north, Fleeple, after a good three minutes of hugging this way. By the way, do you stay a badger? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to hang out as badger for a bit. We might get into some fighting, and I get multi-attack as a badger, so... Wow, okay. So, as a badger, because you keep your wisdom stats, your passive perception, you notice that there are... Although you don't see anybody actively walking along the banks like you did earlier you do see a couple individuals in hooded cloaks to the right in a tree line one is standing in a tree with a bow just going back and forth scanning the area and then maybe five minutes later you see another person on the left hand side just north of the river also standing with a bow and arrow I hold up one of my paws and point off in the direction of the individuals that I saw. This is important because this second individual is directly in between you and the Temple of Bahamut. So from the riverbank, if you were to go north past this small grove of trees, immediately after that would be the wall of the Temple of Bahamut. And this individual in the trees doesn't seem to have noticed you, but is directly in your path. There's only badgers fleeple see this or do we see as he points with his paw with one claw to the individual because you all have dark vision you're able to have it pointed out to you as well and there's only one guy up there one that you can see yes i make a signal of a bow and arrow and me shooting and i hold up a single claw in front of my mouth but not how far away are we because you're down and they're up in a tree i would say you're only about maybe four 40 to 45 feet away as as an arrow flies if you will as the arrow flies <laughs> all right i will i will pull out an arrow with my short bow i will aim up and i would assume that because he can't see me this will be a surprise we will see 
Can while he's doing that, can I also take out my crossbow just in case we're just taking down the first shot? Oh, so in preparation, so you want to hold an action in case I want to hold an action, yeah, in case it misses or it hits him and doesn't immediately kill him. Great. Just back up. Great. Lance, you'd like to take your shot. Yes. You may roll with advantage. Sweet. And this this figure has a cloak similar to the cloaks we've seen, correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. Just didn't want to shoot like a Mom, I'll be on the lookout. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just instant death yeah. the only archer in the village yeah. <laughs> the robin hood of this town got taken out all right there you go with my short bow that's gonna be a 23 to hit yep that's a hit and sneak attack because he did not see me coming nine points of damage with sneak attack yes with sneak attack great as you let this arrow loose you just hear a a grunt as it grips the side of the tree, the bow almost falling out of the archer's hand, but still grasping onto it. It's now frantically searching where the arrow came from, and its eyes lock with this badger. <laughs> Mal, you can take your shot if you'd like, but not with advantage. Not natural 20. Boom. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Take your shot. I gotta do something right tonight, guys. Seven! Seven! Great. I still did more with sneak attack. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did more of with sneak attack. Of course I did. I rolled a five and a one. So as this other arrow, this time the archer sees it coming, its eyes open in surprise, and then it impacts its stomach and just, oh, and it's looking around and it's really still up. Yes. This guy's heavy. Shoot. Should I rush him? Well, depending on a roll, we could maybe hit him out one more time if we roll high enough. And it looks like they are going to attempt to climb down. Well. <laughs> Please fall and kill yourself on a one damage. I'm going to get down. <laughs> well, it's going to recklessly try and get down because I know if it knows if it takes too much time. It's going to, well. This guy's tough. We have not faced a tough guy like this before. So I rolled a five. Fall damage. To try and climb down. Fall damage. So as it breaks the arrow off from its stomach, it just almost vomits from the mere action. And as it tries to slide down, it just looks like it's a plummet. So this person just falls out of sight. I run. <laughs> I would like to as well. Make sure he's dead. Okay. So you are breaking your stealth, essentially. I'm going to whip out Great. my short sword and dagger. I have my spear out. So we'll have marching order of Lance, Mal, and then Fleeple as the badger. Yep. Great. So as you run with your swords out and your dagger out, you go to the tree and see if you can find any clues of where this individual ran, where they went. Not hard to spot. There's a body oh, at the bottom of the tree. Oh, he didn't make it. <laughs> and as you get up, you just hear a... And appears to have died, so. <laughs> the fog. Can we make sure of that? Check a pulse. Well, I, I have an easier way to make sure he's dead. I just don't, claw his don't, throat. Don't you dare, Badger. <laughs> so as Fleeple goes over to it, sniffs at it, and just very uh, street fighter, fighter with the claws, just. Oh, I thought it was Wolverine. You know, that's probably a more uh, mainstream <laughs> reference, yeah. but. No, Street yeah. Fighter. Street Fighter. <laughs> And I'm thinking Voldo, uh, but that's not Street Fighter. Anyway, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, turn, I turn back to the others and try to give them a double thumbs up. Once again, realize I don't have thumbs and <laughs> yeah, yep. and, and just, just kind of blood nod. dripping. I will investigate the body. Okay. Go and roll an investigation check. Anything and everything. 24. 24. Surprisingly, not a lot on this individual. There's the short bow, a couple of arrows, a quiver. The same pendant that you saw on the previous black-robed individuals, but no dagger on this one. Interesting. I will... I'll take the arrows, because i got to restock a little bit. I've used a couple. Take Great. their arrows, and then I will... Take, you get about eight. Sweet, sweet. I will take the pendant off, and I will hand it to Mal, who I believe is the only one without the pendant. That's what I wanted! Thank you! Well, and as I hand it, I'll just say to them, perhaps, depending on the situation, maybe we should wear the pendant. Well, if Fleeple wants to transform back, that's up to him, uh, to... To maybe, like, act like we're a part of this group to get in if there's too many guards. Well, this cloak, I assume, seems pretty similar to mine. Does somebody else want to wear the cloak? We could just infiltrate as cultists. Uh, sure. I will take off the cloak of the dude, and okay. hopefully it fits. Okay. 
it fits, but as you're about to put it on, you see there's just a ton of gore just covering it. I'll just act like I killed somebody. <laughs> okay. I'll put it on. That's good. So you don the cloak, uh, Fleeple, all the while you're keeping an eye out. And I'll put on the pendant. Visible or hidden? What was typically theirs? Was theirs tucked away or was theirs visible? It's recent enough that you would remember that it was, for the most part, hidden. Okay, so hidden. So, okay. But there, just in Great. case. Great, sounds good. So... After all this has transpired, what's the marching order? Do you keep the same marching order going north to the walls of the temple? And you can see that the fire is, it's right past this grove of trees. And it's, you don't see flames licking the sky, but it's definitely a little brighter. Call you, stealthy man. Sure, let's stealth up. Great, everybody roll me a stealth check, please. And Fleeple, that's using the badger stats, right? Yep. Great. 15. Okay. 18. Fleeple? Two. Okay. You're a badger. <laughs> Lance, you and Mal are side by side, just step, 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 crouching, having your daggers out, having your spear at the ready. And behind you, you just hear a just twigs cracking, grass shuffling, leaves crunching, and both of you stop and look around and see Fleeple just not being very gentle with where he walks. But as they both look at you, Fleeple, you crouch and start scooting a little closer to the ground you all had a pretty successful stealth check there we just look at fleeple and he shrugs badger <laughs> fleeple on brand yep. and you get to this wall which is about 15 feet not something you can just grab onto and i offer to give somebody a boost great I will take that boost. Can you boost us both up there? But then Fleeple's stuck as a badger. Well, but I have a <laughs> rope. I could tie it around him if he wants. After he sends us up, he could revert and grab the rope. Okay. So Lance and Fleeple. Fleeple, you can definitely stand, stand on your hind legs and support his weight. Fleeple, take an inspiration die. Oh, thank you. I thought that was a fairly creative way to overcome this obstacle using your class and abilities. Hey. <laughs> so if I remember right, Lance has one and... Fleeple has one right now. You should have used that when you were trying to break open the thing, Lance. I totally didn't realize it until right now when we were talking about him getting one. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> you should really circle that. Break a glass in case of emergency. Before I give him the boost, I indicate my eyes with my claws and hope that he understands what I'm trying to say. Look at you. I don't, I don't know. I point towards the top of the wall, look, look and the wall. I, I do kind of like a gazing motion out, and then point to my ears. Look to see if there's anything to clean your ears out. I get it, yes. Lance? No, I get it, I get it. Observe, observe, yes, yes, yes. All right, I will peek over the wall. As you peek up, Lance, you have to reach up and push yourself up, but as you do, you can hold yourself. Go and roll me a perception check, please. Mm, it's not seven seven well what you do see is a dragon <laughs> <laughs> just dragons everywhere every every single part this is where he went he's sleeping <laughs> so what you do see is this temple is quite large it's hard to estimate how large it is from this distance but th on the back door you do see a group of individuals with straw that are putting it up against the door with some kobolds holding torches nearby. There's a back door that's facing us because the other side is a front door. Correct, yeah. From Lance's quick peek, it seems that there is a door facing directly. If you were to hop over the wall, there's a back door that you could just beeline towards. I will lean down over the wall, our side. I'll just whisper, it looks like they're going to set the church on fire. Um, it looks like it's going to happen pretty soon, so we either need to attack or deceive rather quickly. How many people are over the wall? How many did I see, Thomas? You didn't give me a number. You saw four humanoids and four kobolds, the kobolds holding the torches. And the kobolds, as you peek back over, are getting a little bit antsy and setting like little bit of swaths of grass on fire and watching it burn and giggling to themselves. You said four and four, right? Correct. There's eight, four kobolds, four cultists. And the kobolds have the fire. I think we gotta decide rather quickly. 
And just at this moment, as you're saying this with like one eye over the one eye over the fence and whispering the rest of them down, coming around the southwestern portion of the temple, you see more torches appear. And you quickly duck back down and try and keep yourself as hidden as possible. It's led by five over-eager kobolds that just seem to be smacking the walls of the temple and screaming as loud as they can. And then there are two of those drakes that you saw following slowly after three more humanoids and then five more kobolds behind that and this is a procession that is moving from the southwestern portion and they're making their way to the southeastern portion so the five kobolds as soon as they see the ones lighting fire to the grass they come on over and some of them stomp out some of the fires and there seems to be a little bit of a scuffle as the ones that set it on fire were angry and but then the drakes come over and start to sniff some of the other kobolds and licking their lips while the cultists themselves are yelling at the kobolds to get back in line and the five kobolds in the back are seeming a little dejected as they just are trailing these humanoid cultists so they seem to be making from the southwestern portion to the southeastern portion uh, not really stopping or getting involved with what the other cultists were doing the cultists acknowledge each other from each group but they just keep on working whispering again with our badger friend do you think we could tunnel under tunnel up and into the temple and get the people out that way. I just don't know that we could fight our way across and like through and get those people out. So maybe go under since he's still in a badger form and we're just standing on grass. We could. The problem that I see with that plan is that it took him 10 to 15 minutes to get us out of that tiny little tunnel. And this is a much bigger distance for him to dig. But that was also rock. This is dirt. True. I'm just, I'm just saying it might take a while. He might be in the middle of digging when this thing lights up. I mean, mechanically speaking, I can burrow 10 feet in six seconds. Right, that's what I'm thinking. We're like, what, 20, 30 feet from the walls, like 20, 30 feet from the temple? Yeah, so it's from the wall to the back of the temple. It's about 30 feet, yeah. Oh, so was it? he, he was being super slow because of that rock, Thomas. Is that correct, or is it... So you have a burrowing speed, but... In order to make the tunnel, you have to push the dirt out of the tunnel so that others can walk through it. If he just were going from point A to point B with and nobody else were going to use that tunnel, sure, 10 feet a second. But it, because he knew that you two also had to use the tunnel, that uh, required him to push the dirt out as well. So we could tunnel in and try and get them out through the front door, or we could, he tunnels and we try and dig out on this side and they're trying to dig out that side. I think that's a, a wise plan. The problem is time. We can't, you're, you're correct. We can't fight. This is way too many people. And just at this moment, the last of the five kobolds disappear around the southeastern portion. That seemed to be a patrol of 15 or so individuals and they are out of sight and they seem to be just patrolling northward away from you back towards the front door there just seems to be the four humanoids with the straw on the back and then the four other kobolds who are bored trying to entertain themselves at the back door that procession seemed to be a just what it was a patrol okay hear me out what if our badger friend fleeple causes a distraction, gets them to follow him, and then he could just burrow quickly, get out of their sight, while me and you, as much as it pains me to say, work together to go and, and get into the building. I like that plan. We also could do, we are the distraction up here on the wall. As he's digging a tunnel, we might be able to get enough time that he can make a tunnel and get them out. Or he could be the distraction and we try and get them out. I'm just worried that a distraction won't pull all the kobolds. But that is a really good option. True. I just, I think that the tunnel's going to take a while. And if it's either going to be that maybe it works and we're fine, or the church lights up in the middle of it, or if we cause a distraction while he's building a tunnel, we're going to be distracting for 10 plus minutes. Fleeple? Any ideas? We gotta make a decision right now, Fleeble. I point to Lance. So should we get on top of the wall? He'll make a distraction and then we run for it? I think that's the best idea. Let's go. So yeah, I boost both of them the rest of the way up onto the wall. Okay. So Lance and Mal, I'm assuming you want to be stealthy on the wall, yes? Yes. Okay. Go ahead and roll me a stealth check. 23. 17. Okay. So as both of you are laying on the wall waiting for the signal. It's still going to be a 15-foot drop on the other side, but ready to go at a moment's notice. So, Philippa, what do you do? 
I burrow underneath to about the area where the kobolds are. I dig very near to the surface until I can start to get a sense of their little lizardy voices above me. And then, just Jaws style, I'm going to leap out, bite one of them as hard as I can, and then burrow back down beneath so that they can't get me. Okay. Okay. It's definitely surprising, so... Yeah, go ahead and uh, roll an attack with advantage there. Booyah. That's going to be a modded 20. Okay. As you burrow up, snatch with your claws, and just your jaw, this cobalt who was setting this daisy on fire, and just... And it just goes... You can roll damage if you want. Uh, that is going to be seven piercing damage. Limp instantly. And I just drag him back down with me. So Lance and Mal, as you're looking, you just see this terrifying back underneath. And everyone's freaking out. The three kobolds throw their torches in the air. They grab their spears. The four cultists, they get their daggers out. Some get their bows out. One has a great sword it gets out and just standing around. I guess, how long do you wait, Fleeple? What else do you do? Uh, I wait until I hear the voices kind of go quiet for a bit. And I'm going to do it again. Okay. It is, it is silent. This time I'll have you, because it's silent, I'll need you to make a perception check with disadvantage. Try and, like, feel the tremors. That's going to be a 12. 12. Okay. So you can make a just a regular attack, not a sneak attack necessarily, but just one one roll, not no advantage. All right, I'm going to go in with my claws this time. That's a 22 to hit. Okay. <laughs> As you jump up, you are successfully able to locate another kobold with that perception and just dig right into it, and there's another kobold next to him just freaking out. Uh, how much damage on that, Cobalt? That's only four slashing this time. Okay, this one is still hurt, still injured. Wh what do you do? Uh, I'm going to attempt to drag him back down with me and just kind of leave him buried under the dirt if I can. Okay, go ahead and uh, roll a... We'll do a contested strength here. Mal will lean over to Lance and say, Why did we not have him doing this last night? <laughs> I didn't know it was a thing he could do. <laughs> uh, that's only going to be a four for my athletics check. This one's surprisingly a little dexterous. It's bleeding out almost to death, but as you try and grab him to drag him under, jumps back and pushes his friend towards you instead. You're unable to grab either of them to drag him under. Okay, I make a pretty obvious show, kind of like do a little bit of that mole mound sort of situation and start heading away from the temple. Okay, well, before you do that, two of them are gonna have attacks against you mm -hmm. because they were holding their action. One was a natural one. Nice. Thank goodness. The other one, what's your AC? Ten. Ten. Yeah, the other one hits for a total of five points of piercing damage. All right. Okay, you're still good? Still good. Okay, so you are heading away. Are you going eastward, westward, southward? I'm heading a little bit southeast. Mostly east, a little bit south. Okay. So we'll say that you are heading that direction underneath the ground and just this dirt clods. Dirt clods are just following and the kobolds run after. The cultists seem a little bit hesitant, a little bit wary. But if that's your intent for the rest of the round of combat, we'll say that the kobolds, they try and get at you through the dirt, but they can't. And the cultists are forced to follow after you. And after a good 30 seconds or so, you feel that the path is cleared for you to possibly make your move to run to the back door let's go okay can i attach my rope to this wall and rappel down so unfortunately there's really no handholds up here this it's just like a homemade wall it's not like one that you can patrol that's good lance you uh <laughs> jacob could you describe how you do that that was great i'm just laying on the wall and i roll off the wall and try and cat it <laughs> landing on my <laughs> okay landing on my feet and maybe you know, bracing myself. Okay, so Lance and Mal, go and roll me acrobatics checks. 16. Okay. Non-natural 20. Woo! Okay. Yeah, DC was fairly easy. It wasn't too high up. It was 15 feet. still a lot, but you're able to use the momentum parkour style, both of you, and roll. Roll. And you don't feel like you made a lot of noise, so both of you just dash to the back door, back yes? Door. Mm -hmm. Okay. You get to the back door. Uh, who's opening it? I will open it. Okay. You shake the handles, it's locked. I quickly take out my thieves' tools and try again. 
Okay, go ahead. Dang it! Come on! These tools? That's a nine. Again. Okay. Not quite there. You, they don't break this time. This is this is a heavily used door. It locks. So they don't break, but you are unable to open it. With my strength, could I try and kick it in once he fails? Sure. Go ahead and roll a athletics check. 23. Oh. Nice. It's going to make a lot of noise. <laughs> Mal, as you see Lance and you hear him curse under his breath, you just look back at the cultists and the mound of the badger is leading him away. And just with one... And you just yell. Doors just... They swing wide open. You can now enter the temple. But those four cultists quickly turn back to where they heard the massive door opening. And they see both of you there. Lance crouching with the thieves' tools and Mal bringing the foot back down. Couldn't you let me try to get... Uh, no. I'm run inside. Okay. So both of you run inside and... Can I slam those doors behind us? Yeah, so... As you go in and you close the doors, go and roll me an investigation check. See if you can find something to prop this door. That's a 19. Okay, Mal? 13. Between the both of you, you're able to find a couple benches over here and a couple chairs. With both of you working very quickly, hearing shouts from these cultists and Fleeple, you can hear shouts above of being like, they're getting in there! I told you we shouldn't have left the door! And just running back to the door, both of you see through the cracks of the door as it's not quite closed, just shoving a bunch of stuff up against the door. Benches, benches, chairs, chairs. And as they get to the door, they try and push it open. But because you're able to wedge it in so well, due to the materials that you found, it does budge a little, but it doesn't give. And they're like, blast! Before I describe what's in the temple, Fleeple, what are you doing for the rest of forever? <laughs> Fleeple goes into retirement. He digs away. and <laughs> As the cultists are retreating back towards the temple, I'd like to maybe try and trip one of them up as they are distracted and running away from me. Okay, so you'd like to be aware. So go and roll me a perception check with disadvantage again. Uh, not great. That's a seven. Okay. You can attempt to pop back out and try and grab one of them. If you'd like to do that, just roll me an attack roll. Uh, that's a 15. 15. As you pop out, the cultist is 10 feet ahead of you. Just dead air in front of you. So you were unable to trip him from burrowing at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll turn back to the kobolds and snarl at them and then just burrow back. Okay. They're not too happy, not too brave at this given moment, so they're going to run back after the cultists and not be left alone in this sea of dirt, so to speak, to be (laughs) snatched up. One of them hops on the other kobold's back and is uh, making him go. So... While this is happening, Lance and Mal, there's a couple things that you notice. First off, this room is large. It's about 100 foot by 100 foot. And you didn't notice it from the wall, the exact dimensions necessarily. But being in this, it's just one solitary room, the entire temple. And although the temple has a lot of windows and curtains and some tapestries, there's even an altar in the middle of the room. The big thing that draws your attention is how most of the furniture is either right where you are or completely on the other side of the temple near the front room, seemingly propped up against these doorways here. The room is very dimly lit. There's only a few standing torches. Imagine like a moving lamp, but torches, and they seem to be scattered very dimly lit around, and you see a good three dozen or so people in here, both men, women, and children that are just terrified. And just as you're about to take a step forward, you hear this just resounding... You take a moment. It sounded like it was coming from the other door. The front door? Yeah, the front door. Now, you don't see the door give at all, but it seems like they're not letting these people go without a fight. It seems like they're trying to enter this temple forcefully here. Is there any chance I hear this thudding from underneath the ground? That's a good point. My intention was to start burrowing northward to see what was going on at the front entrance. Yeah, so we'll say in like maybe a round or two, it'll be very clear that you'll hear this booming. So yeah, as you start to follow the patrol underground, you hear this just dull above the ground near the entrance area. But it will take you a little bit to get there burrowing. So, Lance and Mal, as you take in the surrounding, you hear just shouts of confusion, shouts of panic, and you hear a woman, she stands up and points to you and goes, They've entered the temple! We're doomed, all of us! I just look over at Mal, like, uh (laughs) uh-oh. Loudly to everyone, as loud as I can be so they could hear me. Are any of you armed? Can any of the men fight? 
fight us now. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, bro. And in response to that, there are some men that stand up with some cudgels and say, Oh, if it's a fight you want, you'll get a fight from us. Okay, well, calm down. And someone turned to Lance. Go, should we let in the cultists? We'll just fight them one at a time. We'll just make a small, like a kill zone. I think we gotta talk to these people first. <laughs> They're fine. I want to make sure that you're on board with this idea. You're not gonna go run and hide. They think we're cultists. Good point. We are dressed like cultists. <laughs> That's why I look at it right. And as you look over, all of the men and even some children have picked up some daggers and they look like they're trying to protect the women and children from the two of you and seem to be slowly advancing towards you. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We, we are here on the mayor's errand. We're here to try and help you. Uh, Lance, do you want to add anything here? Maybe take off your cloak, man? Just like waving her hands. A kid yells, has blood on his cloak. <laughs> it's really dimly lit in here. How could you tell? <laughs> I've got 2020. <laughs> I I will just be like, uh, 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 uh. Morin? Morin, are you here? Morin? Who's Morin? Morin? The name of the dad of the girl. <laughs> <laughs> Even the DM is like, what? <laughs> Tom's like, you get an arrow in the eye. <laughs> I thought you were trying to call the leader of the dragon cult, no, and I was like... that's Mondoth. Yeah. And so I was like, what? No, Morin, the name <laughs> of the dad of the girl I met. Yes. As you do, an older man in robes comes in front, and he goes, You, you, uh, you know Morin? And this individual is much older. He's a little grayer hair, a little feeble as well. I, I, I know his daughter. Um, we come from the keep, and, uh, we were sent to help the people trapped in the temple... And she asked me to look for her father. Her name was Ar- Ardina. Ardina. Roll a persuasion check. I suck at that. Uh, go and roll with advantage. Oh. Still sucky, but 11. 11. The elderly man walks hesitantly forward. You say you know more in... I don't... I don't... Yet. Personally. <laughs> and that you've seen his daughter... At the keep. Yet you come in here with cloaks of the enemy. It disguises... Technically, he's the only one in a cloak from the enemy. I thought a disguise would work better to get here. All right, listen. If we were cultists, we'd be killing you right now. True. That's what I was going to say. Listen, you hear the banging behind you? Here trying to get in to kill you. On the outside, they're all trying to burn down this place to kill you. We are not trying to kill you. So either you can trust us and help kill the cultists they're trying to get in right now, or you can try and kill us and then they'll come in and kill you. And we have a badger. And we have a badger. The door gets another impact. And Fleeple, about this time, the sound seems to be right above you almost. I mean, it's a little bit off, but... I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for the right moment, and then I'm going to reach out, and I'm gonna grab one of the people holding that battering ram. Okay. We will get to that in just a second. As the banging continues, a lot of the women and children are terrified. And that same woman who stood up, she goes, How do we know you don't want to just take us out so we're easier to kill out there? Kill you in here or kill you out there. Honestly, killing people isn't that hard. So you can either fight with us or just stay back there and we'll try to kill the cultists. I just look at Mal and I'm like, You are terrible at talking to people. (laughs) Well, I don't see you doing any better talking to people. That's because I know I'm terrible. Right at this moment, Fleeple, you feel another vibration right above you. You feel pretty confident that you can pop right out and at least near that vibration and do some damage if you so desire. All right. Uh, Any chance that I can get advantage on this attack for a surprise? Oh, absolutely. Booyah. Here we go. That's a natural 20. As you pop out of the ground on the north side of the temple, do moles roar? Uh, badgers do, I think. <laughs> Whee! Badgers, yeah, do something like that. I mean, he's a giant badger, so... So with a giant, just glorious badger roar, you jump up to one of the two individuals battering this door, and they're wearing the same exact garb as you saw previous, the cultist garb, and you grab them. Uh, that's a hit, so go ahead and roll damage on that, good sir. It's going to be 11 slashing damage. Ooh. As you pop up, this person whose hands are boom right against the door in between their elbows and their wrists you just both hands through their arms they drop the battering ram scream in pain and you just knock them back on their feet 
instantly knocked out. And I go back down underneath. Everybody, including everybody in the temple, hear this massive badger roar. <laughs> and this cult is just screaming in agony and just chaos erupting from both the front side. That's new chaos. And everyone gathers around in a huddle near the altar in the center of the temple. And you hear one individual barking orders of, Pick up that battering ram, kobolds! Keep at it! Is there any chance I could have gotten a glimpse at just the broad strokes of what's going on out front? Yeah, so what you could have seen, because six seconds is quite a long time. There was two cultists who were battering against the door. There was one individual who you haven't quite seen a person in this garb before, but they were wearing a, they weren't hooded. They were wearing a helmet of some kind. It was too hard to get the details, but they were also in black robes. And then six kobolds were north of that, keeping guard in case militia were being sent, or what seems to be militia were being sent from the town. Um, so they were guarding the entrance to the courtyard of the temple. So that seems to be what is occurring right now. And you two on the inside, Lance and Mal, you hear this commotion on the outside as well. I recommend making a kill zone where only one person can get into this room at a time and we just bludgeon him to death. I don't know if you guys want to help me. If you'd like to, we would appreciate it. Lance, are you with me on this plan? Or do you want to just go run and hide and possibly die too? Well, you're the one who's usually close to death, so I don't normally agree with your plan, but I think it's the best we've got. Great. Lance and Mal, as you go to the back doors, you smell burning. Someone kicked in the door. You made it loud. You made it loud. We could have snuck in. We could have snuck in. Give me one more six-second round. On average, that's usually the time I take to make these... Anyway. Last I'm... time you tried to break into something, you broke it off and then pretended that you didn't... We don't need to fight each other right obvious now. Obvious <laughs> The older individual, oh, they're burning down the temple. Oh, no. Everyone... Cover your mouths! And just, it's chaos in here. People are removed, like, looking past the curtains through the windows to try and see if they can open them. Uh, families are huddled in corners away from the smoke. It is just absolute, uh, it's just an absolute chaotic scene in here. And the old man, it comes up to you and goes, If you truly do not wish us harm, I... Please help us. I don't know what to do. I, we, we cannot fight. We cannot kill. But we have to get out of here. The burning is outside and the smoke is coming in. So the cultists are not at their door anymore, right? Correct. The back door seems to be smoke is just billowing in through the cracks underneath. And you go to touch the door and it is very hot. They're not coming Great. in this way. Well, can I shoot a Eldritch Blast at it? Because it's force damage. Just you want to break the door open? Yeah. As she's investigating sure. that... I'm just going to ask the old man real quick. Is there like a basement or something in this place? No, there's no basement. It's just what you see around here. We we don't have an intricate temple here, but the Platinum Dragon was safe, saw fit. I'm sorry, I'm rambling now. Yeah, yes, you are. <laughs> there's just this one room. Mal, you're going to make an attack against the door? Yeah. Go for and roll. Where is my spell attack? There it is. 17. Yep, it's the door. You hit. Uh, 10 points force damage. Oh, Mal, as you erupt this eldritch blast in fury, your anger and your passion for this whole situation, you hear this chuckling in the back of your mind, and you let it embrace you, and you just, you thrust it out, and this blast is very big, bigger than you've ever, ever released, and it just smashes against the door. It doesn't burst it open, doesn't break it open, but there is a significant hole and dent. This door has been pushed a little bit and dented outward a little bit, and you just hear that chuckling disappear from your mind and you hear this just this silent word more come into your mind again knowing that i'm gonna do it again okay go and roll summoning up all that passion Ooh, natural 18 21 i'm wasting all my rolls on a door on a door <laughs> i don't know doors are pretty formidable opponents seven that is true. Seven. Another. Against the other door. Bursting it outward. You hear shouts from the back door of the kobolds backing up and the cultists going, Stand guard! Stand guard! The doors aren't open yet. Oh, seriously? Almost. They are. They seem to be just hanging on there. Before you make your final one, Fleeple, what are you doing? I wait for the sounds of the battering ram, and knowing that now apparently it's kobolds who are moving the battering ram, they're probably going to be busy 
I've got their hands full, probably not going to be able to swipe back at me. I'm going to try and go up for another attack when I hear them go rushing past. Okay, sounds good. Just for the kobolds, mm -hmm. you got it. And yes, pitter-patter of the feet, so you can hear them go and make an attack, not with advantage. Uh, 17 to hit. That's a hit. And that is going to be six slashing. Six. You eviscerate one of the kobolds as you pop back up. One of them that actually had some sort of armor, your claws just just swipe at him and just throw him 20 feet in another direction and just falls to the ground. And this time before I go back down, I'm going to try and get a better look at the individual with the helmet and snarl at them before going back under. Sounds good. So you look at them and as you look at them, they seem to have a helmet that it's not super intricate. For the most part, it actually seems like a normal uh, helmet you would wear into battle, but coming up the back of them, there are two massively long metal horns coming out the back. And this individual looks to be similar setup, similar garb as the cultist that you, the leader cultist you killed in the mill. And then you dive back under. Lance, before we get back to Mal, what are you doing as you're hearing this from the back and you hear these shouts? I'm just thinking, well, everything inside of Lance is telling him to run because this seems like an impossible situation to just run for his life. So the door that Mal is blasting hasn't opened yet. The door in the front is being battering rammed. There's three dozen citizens inside who apparently don't want to fight. Lance is just going to, like, turn to the old priest dude who says, like, Oh, we can't fight. You know, whatever crap. And he's just gonna like, he's just gonna grab him and look at him with just like such desperation. And he's just gonna go, listen, we need to fight, okay? If you don't fight, you die. If you fight, you get a chance, okay? So are you gonna fight or are you gonna die, old man? Okay, go and roll an intimidation check. Yeah, it's okay. 14. Okay. <laughs> with all of the chaos going about, the front door getting battered in. By the way, it's starting to splinter a little bit as well. The back door having chaos, and you just yelling spittle flying from your mouth into his face. He goes, You're right. You're right. The Platinum One wouldn't want us just to lay down our lives. And he turns around and goes, Everyone, either we fight or we make a run for it. We have to trust that the Ancient One will defend us in our time of need. Not a time for speech. <laughs> Stand up! Stand up and follow these people! And I'll just, when he's doing that, I'll turn to Mal and I'm like, as soon as we blast those doors, we need to fight and we need to run. We cannot win this battle. Blast the door. I'm gonna do Arms of Hadar to those people outside. You get the people up and they gotta go over the wall. They're, we can't go anywhere else. I don't know if you're gonna get benches or something. You gotta get over the wall. Cool. Okay. And I turn back to the father to convey a plan to him. Great. Sounds good. So he's, he's getting the people ready, getting them moved. The door on the front starting to show some light from the outside at this point. Mal. I'll just blast the door one more time. Go ahead and roll. 14. So 14, go ahead and roll damage on that. Another 10. Nice. As you just hear this anger and this fury is building up inside of you, you just hear the laughter rising, rising and rising, and you find yourself chuckling to yourself a little bit as you just... The Eldritch Blast, it starts to build and build and build, and all of a sudden the light goes out, just disappears, and then just erupts from your hand, and the doors fly off their hinges, out the back, into the courtyard, and the cultists scream, Take cover! And they dive out of the way. We will say one of them gets hit for a total of seven points of bludgeoning damage. That ain't no joke. And the, the door, it's there's still some fire licking the hay at the ground here and there's smoke billowing up. But for now, there seems to be somewhat of a path. It might be a smoky path, but you can make your way out of the temple. While that was happening, I, I'm just turning to the, to the old priest, man. I'm gonna just say like, those who can fight, help protect, get a table, go to the wall. We're going to cover you trying to climb over. Go. Great. All right. The faltering direction from Lance, but yes. Um, so as you rush off to the back to assist Mal in protecting them, the individual, the men, the women, the children, they gather their, their families up and they start rushing to the back door. The, the front door 
hit again. See how much damage it does to that. There is a small opening that is starting to, a small crack that is opening on the front door, and you can hear kobolds laughing and just chittering about. Last thing real quick that I'm just going to say to the priest or ask, I'm just going to say, is Morin here? It's the last thing I'm going to ask because I asked that in the beginning. Oh, Morin, no, I, I haven't seen him here all night. Uh, ah, I push him out of the way. Okay. So as Lance, you go to the back to assist with the Mal, the fire burning up and licking the sides of the temple. Fleeple, as you are a shark in the dirt, so to speak, picking off kobolds one by one. And as these frantic individuals are gathering their supplies, gathering benches and trying to protect their family, running towards the fire, hoping to find some respite, hoping to find a resolution here. We'll go and end our episode right there and pick up next time. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to iCast Fireball. It means the world to us that you would take the time to listen to us, to take a moment out of your day, to join our adventure, and we really appreciate you just following along here. If you like what you heard, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating on your podcast service of choice. It really helps us out. It boosts us to the top of the ratings, and it helps other adventurers find us through that recommendation service. We also have an email if you wanted to reach out to us for either congratulations, for good-naturedness, for... If you just want to say hi, feel free to drop us a line. It is iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. This week, we want to give a special shout-out to one of our listeners, Callie Ann. Callie Ann sent us an email that she just finished listening to episode four, and in her own words, love the accents, love the elaborate audio mixing courtesy of our resident half-orc, Mickey. Love the quality, and Fleeple is my hands-down favorite. Kellyanne, thank you for reaching out to us. We're excited to have you along for the adventure. She also mentioned that she wanted to make fan art of the cast, and I think I speak for everybody, when I say we would love to see that. If any of you have any fan art that you'd like to send our way, please send it to our email or tag your art with the hashtag iCastFireball so we can get your art and share it for the world to see. Kellyanne, thanks for dropping us a line, and we hope to hear more from you soon. Thank you so much again for listening. We'll see you next week. I'm Thomas, your DM for this, and we have... Malmara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Good night, everybody. 